Hi, I'm Dino Tripotis, and three new Town Branch whiskeys are coming to Ohio on Wednesday, August the 4th. Tonight, we talk to the man, the master distiller behind them all, Mark Kaufman, on Whiskey Business. Welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And we are coming to you once again remotely, as we did in the past uh, during the pandemic. Is that why we're going remotely tonight? No, no, no. I'm happy to say that it's not the reason. The reason is that our guest, Mark Kaufman uh, from Town Branch uh, Distilleries, is joining us this evening to discuss and taste and, and just love all over uh, three new Town Branch products that are coming to Ohio tomorrow, a, uh, a bourbon, a rye, and a single malt whiskey as well. So thank you for joining us. Say good evening to Eric Osbeck, who looks like he was chomping at the bit to be with us right out of the gate. So thank you. Chime on in, everybody, uh, if you'd like to, on our comment section. And also want to thank um, the Evergreen Podcast Network. We are now a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Uh, very proud and honored to be part of this great uh, podcast network. And you know what? I could babble on about it, but our, our good friend and amazing videographer, John Whitney, probably can show you something that gets to the point a little better. Hit hey, it, Johnny. Watch this. One, two, three. On Whiskey Business with me, Dino Tripotis, we are proud to be joining the Evergreen Podcast Network. So join us for a good pour and a good conversation on Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Now, bravo, bravo. That is, that, that's... That's one sexy video. Not the guy mm -hmm. in it, but the way John Whitney shot it. <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. like I said, if you're just joining us on Facebook Live tonight, Mark Kaufman, Master Distiller from Town Branch, will be joining us in just a little bit to talk about these magnificent whiskeys that are coming to Ohio as of tomorrow, I believe. Uh, so we'll get into all that fun stuff. But before we do, uh, our audio producer extraordinaire, Greg Hansberry, has some. Hey, hey. Oh, look at you. You're out. You, you took full advantage of the remote. You're outside. I'm outside it's normally. I'm in front of my wall of records, and uh, not even five seconds into the podcast, and I got stung by a bee. I, <laughs> I stepped on a bee, and god damn, it hurts. Uh, so I'm, I got I'm fighting. I'm fighting through here. I'm fighting oh, through. I've got to power through. I'm not going to uh, withdraw from the Olympics here on that for that injury. Yeah. Um, but let me hit up a couple of things here. Uh, of course, whiskeybusinesspod.com is uh, our website where you can find everything uh, Whiskey Business, including our archived episodes, uh, some of the videos like what we just saw that clip, some uh, some works that uh, that John and Dino have done before, some writings, uh, pictures, new new headshots. Uh, that's nice. Uh, also, uh, we'd already visited our talk about evergreenpodcasts.com, uh, but uh, there's uh, a whole slew of, of great shows for you to check out other than whiskey business, including a couple of our friends from here in Ohio, uh, uh, Ohio versus the world, and uh, a couple or a couple other ones there. Um, let's see what else. Uh, YouTube, thanks for watching us on YouTube right now. Whiskey business with Dino Tripotis. And if you're watching live, you can comment as Dino is saying. Follow us and click the little uh, subscribe and bell icon right there. And then you'll get a notification every time a new uh, whiskey business pops up. Uh, yeah, like and share. Um, that's the best way that you can help us is share, uh, um, you know, with all your friends uh, and especially this one because this is cool. We got this, we, you know, we'll get into the show, but some really cool whiskey that uh, nobody's tasted yet. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah. If, if you're uh, listening on your favorite podcasting app, thank you very much. If not, you can find us at Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Amazon, uh, Overcast, uh, NBC's uh, Olympic streaming service. Um, not sure. Wait, no, not sure. no, no, not no, that. This one's not true. But <laughs> uh, I think that's everything. Facebook, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you if you're watching this live. Thank you. Comment and share. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, include your comments below. And if you're watching this um, like retroactively, uh, you know, 
like us for notifications when we come live like this. A uh, couple of things real quick I want we wanted to promote. Um, right now there's a great podcast out with Chuck Lombardo, the uh, big in, Cleveland Indians biggest fan. We talked to him about the the Guardians, but uh, a little we did a little shot before that. I want to show off this shirt here. It's nice. a, it's a whiskey business shirt. Nice. From uh, Chicago, uh, I went to Chicago a couple weekends ago, or about, well, actually about a month ago or so, and interviewed. There's a there's a bar, whiskey business bar, up in Chicago, and I sat down and talked to the guy there, and uh, we chatted just about whiskey and how it came up with the name and everything. A lot of fun. But I wanted to give a special shout out uh, to um, uh, our friends down there at Echo uh, Distillery because uh, they gave me a bottle of their rye to to bring. So I gave from a Columbus whiskey business to a Chicago whiskey business. Uh, I gave them a bottle of rye and I know that they've uh, re uh, reopened and relaunched all their new grand opening stuff. So go check out our friends there at echo distillery and uh, check out that podcast at all those places, whiskeybusinesspod.com. And that's enough of the business. Let's get to uh, drinking. <laughs> yeah. The podcast, uh, there's no crying in baseball. Was yeah. A lot of yeah. Fun, so it was a good one. Yeah. Um, you know what, gentlemen, I, I am not in politics. I do not govern the state of Ohio. And uh, our governor, our governor DeWine, uh, did a fine job during the course of the pandemic. Um, this got nothing to do with the political statement one way or another, whether you like him or don't like him, voted for him or didn't vote for him. I, I don't care. But, you know, as an outsider looking in, I admired all the pressure that he was under. But, but he's never had the pressure. He's never had the pressure of having to make a barrel selection for the state of Ohio. Yeah, right. It's extremely crucial and important to the state of Ohio. I I have. I have. You're an American hero. This particular barrel selection for Town Branch, as we say, a very good evening to Mark Kaufman, Master Distiller from Town Branch. Hey, Mark, how are you? Good evening, Welcome everybody. Good to see you guys. Yeah, we did this barrel selection during the pandemic. It was a little different. Instead of being uh, down there on location where we normally travel to said distillery and uh, enjoy the hospitality of a, a town branch or wherever we may have gone to try our whiskeys. But this time around, we had to uh, adjust. And, we, and, and you guys did a, a wonderful job. Product was sent to each an individual, each individual, who was part of the barrel selection? Uh, some of the loveliest packaging I've ever seen uh, for such a <laughs> an endeavor, and uh, we 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 did it, man. I mean, we we picked some really good whiskeys, three of them that we're going to uh, sample once again this evening and find out a little bit more. So thank you on behalf of Town Branch, thank you, Mark Kaufman, for uh, putting so much love into these bottles that uh, Ohio is about to experience here in the next 24 hours or so. Bravo, my friend. Well done. I'm, I'm looking forward to coming back to them because I haven't tasted them since we selected them. So this is going to be a fun night. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. I mean, uh, everything's going really well right now. So no complaints on our end, and uh, hopefully uh, this, this situation with the COVID starts to tail off here in a few weeks, and we can start to get back to normal soon. Are you guys uh, back open for uh, people yet to come check yeah. out the distillery? Yeah, everybody's back open. Uh, we're giving tours now, um, but but it, everyone's still a little bit cautious, uh, just waiting to see what's going to turn out here in the next few weeks. I got gotcha. you. And these three whiskeys that we're going to try tonight, um, are these exclusive to Ohio or are these going elsewhere as well? We just, Ohio was just fortunate enough to pick these particular three. Are these Well, those barrel selections will be exclusively for Ohio. These uh, are, but, but you, know, you know, this is coming out of our, our standard pool that we have. So, uh, you know, we, we, we did quite a selection. I remember that. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to remember. It's been a number of months back. Was it March or April we did that? And I think we went yeah. through 12, 12 samplings that evening. Yep. That was, uh, I was happy to have been at home at that point. So it was all <laughs> said and done. It's like, I'm glad I didn't have to travel. That's one time the remote selection worked out like, this is good. All I have to do is go from here over there, and I'm done. But, but it was difficult. It was difficult because they were all, they all had merit. Each one of the samples, those 12 samples, 
any one of them could have been the pick. So it was uh, it was interesting to see all the different perspectives and 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 views from the other whiskeys in the nose in respect to uh, uh, the palate and the nose and so forth and so on. And there were some difference of opinions, but when it was all said and done, these were the three that we we came down and, and nailed. And we're going to start tonight with uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about Tom, Town Branch Distillery itself, uh, how long it's been around, uh, its 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 humble beginnings, which Mark was a huge part of from the get-go. This is not his first rodeo, ladies and gentlemen, as far as uh, uh, building things to the excellent state of where they're at now. But uh, we're going to start with, uh, per Mark's recommendation, we are starting with the Kentucky Single Malt Whiskey. This oh, one yeah. aged seven years. Now, Mark, tell us a little bit about, uh, for, for the for the bourbon drinkers and the rye drinkers, which we will get to here in just a moment, a Single Malt Whiskey. What's all that? What's that all about? This is strictly using one ingredient, and that's the oh, malt. Probably already. Uh, we're, we're going 100% single malt on this. Uh, there's quite a story behind that because when I was uh, getting ready to commission the equipment back in early uh, September, late August of 2008, the owner of the company, Dr. Pierce Lyons, uh, you know, he wanted the stills, but he didn't give me direction on which direction to go. So I approached him about three weeks out and I said, Pierce, I said, we're getting ready to start up doing some commissioning here in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm assuming you want me to go ahead and put together a, a bourbon recipe. He says, oh, hell no, Mark. He says, I'm Irish. I want a malt whiskey. So sure enough, that's what we came up with. And we, we uh, use a two-roll malted barley, the same malted barley that we use in our Kentucky ale beer, too. Uh, so we came up with that. We also go with 20% inoculum from a, one of our live fermenters. So we're taking the active ale yeast off the bottom of that and mixing 80% uh, of our distiller's yeast onto that. Wow. Yeah. It's got a weird, uh, not a weird, but like interesting finish. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, 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 smooth, it's, it's unique. Like it's flavorful. It, yeah. You could tell I'm really well spoken and, and diverse. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's good. Drink it. Believe it or and not, Mark, what? Uh, as we call we call Hansbury the the boy. He's actually <laughs> developed quite a, quite a decent palate and nose over the last uh, <laughs> few years that we've done this. Even though his words may not <laughs> all be <laughs> properly, his enthusiasm is dead on. So yeah, if I can like it, my tongue, to, yeah, my taste buds to yeah. get word. To you know, come through my brain and out back out of my mouth. Well, what proves that excitement, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Johnny, what do you think? I, I love it. Um, I was I was wondering what proof it was because I it was the first time I tasted it right before we were starting the tasting. It, it was a little hot for me. So, what what's the uh, what's the proof on 90, it? 90 proof. I just put a splash of water in it and it kind of opened it up to open it up really nice. Hey, and let me look. Can I see the bottle again, Johnny or uh, Dino? Hold that bottle yeah. up to the screen. Um, very cool. And it's a bourbon. I mean, because it, it it tastes. It, that's, that's, that's a bourbon, but this is actually a malt that we're tasting. That's the bourbon. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say yeah, it, yeah, tastes, yeah. it tastes like a scotch. Yeah, yeah there's a single there we go. Right here. Sorry. There you sorry. Go. Sorry. My that's bad. It. Yeah, this is the I was going to say it, it tastes more of like a in the scotch family than a, yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly what i was thinking I already, I already put this back up and i apologize the bourbon is 90 proof this one's 87 proof johnny 87 okay well then i'm, I'm a big pussy then i had already <laughs> something I'd unique already... That, that, something unique that we do with the malt whiskey is uh, of course one of your biggest uh, capital expenditures that, that you have tied up with distilling is especially maturation distilling is, is the cost of the barrel so what we do is we'll use our bourbon. Once we're done with the bourbon, we make also make Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale, uh, one of the nice barrel-aged beers, and we started making that in 2004. Uh, right. So when we're done with the beer, we'll give it a quick rinse and take the residual beer out of it, then we'll put our distillate right off the stills in, into that. So it, what's nice about it, you don't get near the angel share loss uh, of the quick 10% loss that you go into the barrel, but I think you get up a little bit more sweetness and more character of the malt that comes through on this. Is that I because try the barrel is already saturated? Is that why you don't lose as much? Yeah, yeah, the okay. barrel's saturated, and, and there's 
you you can measure it out, but there's roughly about two and a half, almost three proof gallons of whiskey still remaining in there a lot of times. Oh, wow. Nice. And um, you guys are one of the few, Lexington Brewing Company, you're one of the few that actually makes whiskey and beer. I know yeah. a lot of good beer. And, and we're the only one, and the only one on the bourbon trail that does that. Right. And you recently yeah. joined that family as well. I believe you're the uh, the seventh seventh member of the bourbon trail. Yeah, back trail. in 2012 is when we joined the bourbon trail. Nice. Mm. They also have a a bourbon infused coffee drink as well, and uh, uh, oh. it's one. I wonder, Hansberry. I wonder if I can get away with having that in the morning um, on Sunday night. Yeah, five. yeah. Under ninety proof is breakfast whiskey. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff, indeed. So, yeah, this is the single malt. This is delicious. This is delicious, and uh, and Hansberry, you said it's got a really nice finish at the end. It stays with. You. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I recommend drinking that right at room temperature. You don't need ice. Uh, you can put a little bit of water in to open it up if you want to. But it's a nice sipping whiskey. I, I could I could sip this all night long and a little. I feel bad because uh, since we are remote, I had to just uh, pour out samples for the boys. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You showed that whole bottle, huh? There's you a big whole bottle. There's very little out of that. <laughs> so 50 centimeters. I gave you two of, you two of those. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I'm kidding. We could be. They can come over here and drink it anytime they want. Anytime they want. We're uh, joined by a lot of friends on Facebook Live tonight. Um, uh, Eric says it needs to be 95 proof. Well, I don't know why, Eric. Okay, but it is. Maybe, maybe Sunny uh, 95 reference. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, I get it. 95. Huh. Duh. Yeah. I'm, I'm an idiot. Andrew Wall. <laughs> Says great product, great distillery. Uh, he loves the the, the Pierce Lions, a great Irish whiskey. He loves the Pierce Lions, and so do I. That is amazing. Now, were you behind that as well, Mark? Yeah, I started that up, ordered the stills uh, from Vendome here in Louisville, and um, installed those in Ireland at a brewery back in 2012. And we started those up in November, and uh, we ran those for a few years until we, we bought another property. At St. James's Gate, and right that right across from the Beginnis uh, Brewery, it was an old church that had closed up and was decommissioned in the 1960s. It's got a great stone architecture to it, built in the 1850s, and uh, we uh, rebuilt that church and put the stills in there, right at the altar. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Perfect. But yeah, now, at least right? now there, there's one key aspect to the church. We only own the perimeter of the church and ask access to get into it. It's a three-acre site, uh, but it's literally bodies buried all the way up to the foundation of the church. And then when we were doing the construction on the church, we thought, well, we'll keep this nice and clean, put all the pipework underneath the floor because it's all going to have to come up. It's in real bad shape. So mm -hmm. as we start taking up the floor, we found more bodies. But, you uh, guys, the thing about years uh, there, so uh, it, it puts some delays on the construction of the church, getting the archaeologists on site and uh, doing oh, yeah. their due diligence. And how, but, how uh, ironic to have spirits bump into spirits, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can't get anyone to the spend the night there and the dead bodies there. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you guys awesome. should look you into have, a, a ghost tour. tour. Exactly, John. That's what I'm thinking. Man. You were saying, Mark, you couldn't get anybody to for that. Couldn't get anybody there to spend the night. Oh, we would. The, the cemetery goes back to the 10th century. Oh, man. Yeah, the first mayor of Dublin's buried there, along with Really? Pearson. You should think, I remember. like a contest. If, if you could spend the night there overnight, then you could drink, you know, drink for free for life. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> it, could be our, it could be our first whiskey business ghost adventure. Right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I would love that. That would be a blast. But uh, yeah, thank thank you, uh, Andrew, for the for the great mention because it is a a great line of products. Tell me a little bit, Mark, before we get into our next whiskey. Tell me a little bit about the town town branch itself, how how it started, and uh, what it's named after. Which I know, but uh, tell the folks yeah. uh, where, how how it's got its name and its and its beginnings. Well, th this is a typical this was a typical time back in the. 
time when uh, Pierce was alive is that he was always thinking, and it wasn't uncommon to get a phone call on a Sunday afternoon. And I remember uh, back in February of 2008, Pierce said, uh, Mark, I want to put some stills into the brewery. And uh, I, I just ran into Richard Forsythe, and we talked about it. And he's going to contact you tomorrow. He's going to give you a prize and delivery. Uh, see what we can do. So let's see if we can work that out. Of course, I'm thinking, golly, we're at this brewery that doesn't have any space. And I said, Pierce, where are we going to put these stills? He says, ah, that's tomorrow's problem. So that told me right then, that's my problem. Don't bother him with it, but let's work yeah. out the deal. So sure enough, the next morning, I got a call from Richard Forsythe Monday morning, right at 8 o'clock. And Richard says, oh, Mark, he says, says, I was just talking to the last, I said, I met Randy Pierce yesterday, and he wants some stills. And I told me about 18 months, and I, he asked me to go ahead and work something up for him. And I said, what you got, Richard? And he says, well, I, I came into the shop this morning talking to the lads, and they says, well, we got such and such as still sitting out there for nine months. They haven't paid up and done anything on these stills. We can essentially finish these up and send that to Kentucky. I says, so what are you saying, Richard? He says, I says, well, I says, here's how much it's going to be to finish it up. I got about six weeks of work to do, and uh, this is the cost. And uh, sure enough, we talked, went back and forth and everything, got the drawing. I sent him, wired him some money that afternoon, and we made it work. That that following, that next Monday, and uh, six weeks later was roughly late April, early May. We received the stills. At that time, we had known the sizes of everything, where it was going to go, and uh, we had done a lot of preliminary work, getting a lot of mechanical piping in place, some electric roughed in, mezzanines built, some tanks manufactured. So we uh, pigeonholed that down through a small space. I mean, we literally had a quarter inch on both sides of the still turn on its side, getting it through a doorway. And uh, we got it in there, and then we started up September 1st, 2008. That's how we started distillation. Wow. So, nice. you know, business has been good. The distilling business is good. We're years away from really seeing any of the distillate come off of the barrels, and uh, but the beer business has been real good. And uh, we're really struggling for space. So we, I worked out, and over the last few years, I've been buying about a bunch of property near the area. And we had area right across the street, so we decided uh, let's go ahead and razz that, get those buildings down, uh, get the environmental assessments out of the way. Then uh, we went ahead and started designing for a distillery right across the street from the brewery. And uh, then in 2012, we installed that, and uh, that's where it came up to be Town Branch. Now, Town Branch is the only waterway that goes through Lexington, and it's non-navigable. Yeah. And if you, if you don't know, uh, Lexington's the largest city, I think, in the Northern Hemisphere, not on navigable waters. So uh, it's just a oh. stream that goes through. It, it's almost a zero flow. In August, it, you could literally walk across. It might be ankle deep. And then sometimes it floods but uh, from flash flood, flooding. But uh, hmm. no, that, that's what Lexington was founded on was Town Branch. And uh, it's been there ever since. Uh, that's where the old pepper distillery was. That's where the old tar distillery was, right there on, along Town Branch. That's great. Where do you get your water for, for distilling? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's municipal water from the uh, Kentucky River. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So now I'm looking, I'm looking um, at your brewing uh, product log. And for sure, I've had this bourbon barrel ale. I mean, it's a 10 out oh, of 10. Yeah, every, yeah. yeah every did. time I go down there, I'll pick up. It's in the four packs, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, we, we started making that. And I, we were working on trying to fine-tune that process back in 2004 and five. Uh, we really got it honed in. Now uh, it, it's it's probably 70% of our product volume right. alone. We've got yeah. a, a warehouse that's 22,000 square foot. And it holds anywhere from uh, off-season, maybe 6,000 up to 12,000 barrels of aging beer in there. I want to try the uh, bourbon barrel strawberry ale. looks good. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's one that we got out right now. That should be pretty close to running its course. And the pumpkin's already come out, out on the, the docks this week. Oh, nice. Don't even get me started, Mark, with him with pumpkins and Halloween. He's you know, uh, I'm going. He's, He's so where, where are these docks located? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's a reason Hansberry, there's only they only, they come in a four pack because 
that's all you need, man. Yeah, they're <laughs> running. I, know. I checked the label. I, I pulled one off a line the other day, and it's running right at ten percent. Oh wow, go. that's a good. That's pretty good. That's good. It goes down yeah. too smooth though. They're tasty. They're they do. Tasty. They do. All right. Speaking about tasty, let's get to bottle number two, shall we? This is the doing? Town Bench Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This one, as I mentioned before, I was holding up. This is the ninety proof. Uh, bourbon that we selected uh, in the barrel selection, the bourbon. I, I'd say um, I'm, I, I can't recall exactly which one we discussed in length the most, but it might have been the bourbon. It might have been the bourbon that had a lot of the split decisions um, in the actual barrel selection because they were they were all so good. So um, tell us about tell us about this one, Mark. Well, that, that bourbon, it's going to be range of about five to six-year-old bourbon. Um, I mean, it, it's all these barrels are stored in a, a warehouse in a valley, so it doesn't get real hot. Uh, and the humidity stays up kind of high in there, too. Uh, and we do get a lot of moss or, or buildup of residual uh, dampness on, on the barrels where we're at at this warehouse. But it's uh, it, it's it's a uh, another nice smooth uh, whiskey uh, bourbon. It, it now that one the, the mash bill is going to be quite different than you typically have. This is uh, going to be uh, 56, 24, 20, uh, 56 corn, 24 rye, and uh, 20 malt. So you yeah. get you you should get a little bit more of that malt presence onto it. Uh, we carry that state that, that state straight through with the, that product. It's very smooth. Yeah, almost. Well, there's no such thing as too smooth, but it is really, really smooth. It makes for easy drinking. Uh, Rob Crass is chiming in. Kaufman was once referred to as the guy behind the bourbon behind the beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have a tendency of sticking my hands into everything, and I was heavily involved with the beer operation for a number of years. Uh-huh. Nice. So you had it. You do. I mean, you had your head in everything because, for like, uh, for thirty-five years, you've been doing this design construction. I mean, you, you've uh, you, you literally built places from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did that for many years. And so it's, how? It's nice to, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go first. Uh, it's nice to have this to fall back now and let let the young engineers dig into the other stuff and beat themselves up traveling all over the place. So how did you get into this, into becoming a master distiller? It, it, I Well, I enjoy the business tremendously. Uh, when I first came with the company, I was emerged heavily into fermentation technologies, uh, mostly making lactic acid bacteria uh, for the feed industry. Uh, that, was, that took a lot of time, and you really learn to specialize in what you're doing and, and how, how critical cleanliness is. You know, anytime someone says, well, you're a, a brewer, oh, that's great. Well, really, when you know the inside of it, you're just a highly paid professional janitor because everything's got to be clean. <laughs> so uh, if it's not clean, it shows up in the flavor of the product. So, but but uh, when when Pierce uh, came up again, this was a Sunday in October in 1999, he told me, he says, so tomorrow, go out and take a look at the Lexington Brewing Company. They're closing their doors, and maybe we can buy some of the tanks out of it. Because we're always needing tanks for our business. And I said, well, I'm heading to Mexico City in the morning. Can we go do it this evening? Well, a few phone calls later, we ended up down there, both of us, with the people that own the place. We looked it over, and we made an offer. They took it. Uh, you know, it had a whole brew house. It had a bottling line from the old Schindling Brewing Company there in Cincinnati. Oh, I, I, I drank, I've had that beer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah. we had the bottling line, and when we ran that bottling line, it told you who the boss was. And it wasn't unusual for that thing. You'd be kicking out low fills for half the day. Uh, mm -hmm. But we lived lived with that for a number of years after we got started. But anyways, th th this was kind of the, the nature of Alltech and the way Pierce ran. Uh, he would take one opportunity to buy in tanks and turn it into an enterprise. Uh, you know, we had no intentions of making beer back in early 2000. Uh, we looked at things and we says, gosh, we have the symposium every year. And at that time, about 1,700 nutritionists 
uh, came in from all over the world for a three and a half days symposium talking about feed and the technologies and the, and the new items coming into the feed uh, aspect. And then we said, this is crazy. We're buying hundreds of kegs of beer from Miller and Coors. Why don't, and, and Budweiser, why don't we make our own beer? We got two brewmasters on staff from our alcohol division and uh, we have the brewery downtown. So that's how we got started making Kentucky Ale and that's where it started, using it as a, a marketing tool when we first started in 2000. Humble beginnings, wow. you know, yeah. Just hey, hey, why are we buying beer from everybody else? <laughs> then, then we found out a month later that we're supposed to have a permit to make beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> oops. <laughs> where does it go? Uh, yeah. I, I, can we talk about this bourbon for a second? Now uh, I'm outside for the people listening at home. And I've got a little fire pit going here, there which is go. awesome. But it's given this like I'm just kind of overwhelmed by uh, the smoke, uh, you know, in my senses. So I don't know if there's what if it's smoky or not, but it really I said, may I suggest drinking whiskey by the fire because <laughs> yeah. it tastes really good. I mean, and like I'm just overloaded right now. Uh, I also we're saying it's very flavorful, a lot of fruit and cherry in this. I don't know if that's just me. No, 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 you pick a lot of that up. Sometimes you pick a little bit of a black uh, licorice off of it. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. We we pick a lot of those those flavors and characteristics off. But then the the finish it just kind of lingers and, and stays there with you a little bit longer too. Yeah. But I've also found out, you know, if after after you poured that sample after about five minutes, it aerates and it it's it kind of changes and molds itself yes. into giving you more flavor again. Yeah. Yeah. I like just it in a the lot. Short amount of time we've been talking from the first sip to the second sip, and that was—I think that was the issue when we did the barrel selection. And when I say issue, I don't mean a, a bad issue. That was the dilemma, if you will, is that we would have these selections to choose from. You had one, and then by the time you we'll, to be fair, we had to go back and try them again, all of them, just to be sure. And 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 the flavor profile would would change mm -hmm. a little bit after you've had. Several selections and the about how many selections did they, they give you? Do you know how many did they mail you? I think, uh, Mark, did we say 12? There were yeah, 12? 12, yeah, yeah, 12 wow. in total before it was all said and done. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think uh, four or five of maybe more. I mean, I still, I it's too, it's put it this way, it's too heavy to pick up. I have all the little remnants left over, mm. and uh, and and the and the folks from uh. <laughs> from town branch when they sent the three bottles also sent me the leftover remnants from the barrel selection that we had as well. Nice. And also sent me something that we're going to tease at the very end of this podcast, which I'm excited about and I have not tasted ever. So hey, here's what you got to do. Our, you know, our friends, uh, Leanne Sims and Blair Beavers, uh, the Columbus craft cocktail tour sure, host, sure, sure. They, they've done um, a tasting like this. And I can't remember off the top of my head who it was with. But anyway, they had all those rem remnants and they made an infinity bottle of all of it. They made an infinity oh, I thought about that. Uh, or let me, you know what? Let me ask the master distiller about that. Uh, the, what, do you th what are your feelings and thoughts on the infinity bottle when people start taking their little remnants? And pour them all in one and let it sit and marry for a long time. What, how do you feel about the Infinity bottle? I, I'm not so sure about the bottle, but I like the idea of an Infinity barrel. Is taking the yeah. remnants and blending it back into a barrel, so you have all your single barrel selections uh, coming together in, in one barrel where it's still aging out. Um, I, I just worry a little bit about some of the heavy esters co-mingling with some whiskeys that might not have it, and you can really get a funky color and cloud coming off their whiskey. Heavy esters. Rob wants to know if you're from Chicago. I'm asking what's, what's an ester. Uh, explain <laughs> what an ester is, Mark. Yeah, well, is that, that's, that, that's giving you your, your flavor congeners. Uh, it's going to co-mingle with the oils in there. Uh some are going to be heavy on the esters. Some are going to be a little bit lighter. But uh, you can you can really change the dynamics of the chemistry of the bourbon when you co-mingle those from many different bottles. And uh, try it sometime, and you're going to be surprised. It doesn't stay very clean. Uh, it, it'll change on you pretty fast. Huh. So, but I do like the barrel. 
so, so to Hansberry's credit, if I were to take all these town branch remnants and samples, we'd be making like a, our own infinity barrel. So, so he's not too crazy when he's saying mix all those together and see what happens. No, no. That, that would be, be similar not... in the esters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hansberry, we might do that. We hey, like that. I said, I took the idea from our friends uh, over there at the we Columbus might, Crab we, Cocktail we might Tour. Take all the remnants and uh, let them commingle and exist and see what happens. But we're going to have to write down each and every because they're all labeled. So we're going to have yeah. to write down exactly what they are when they right. uh, so if, if we come so up with like the next an, uh, if, if you were to make an infinity heroes. barrel mark i mean how many how many how many whiskeys would that consist of do you think oh gosh you probably about 200 bottles yeah yeah, yeah. you build that up say we're gonna run maybe two a little over 200 single barrel runs this year and if we took all of our uh remnants on that and just kept putting into it uh, and then just draw off a bottle to your favorite customers and oh, hand it your infinity bottle. You guys should do that for real. And and like after about five years of doing infinity barrels, yeah, just put it out with a label that's got the infinity right on the, above below it, and just like and and just market it as the infinity barrels. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Good idea. People are All idiots right. and collectors. They'll try anything, even if it tastes like poop. They'll buy it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So, I'm not lying. <laughs> you're not lying. So uh, I meant to ask you, Mark, earlier. Um, the uh, the single malt and this uh, this bourbon we're having right now. What are they going to be retailing for in Ohio? Do you know? What I think the single for? malt's going to be in the neighborhood of 35, 36. The bourbon, I think it's about 39, 41, right in that range. Very reasonable. Very, yep. very reasonable. I'd buy for that. What you're getting. And also, did you have this problem? A lot of people in, in the in, in in industry have been complaining about uh, glass not being available in during the pandemic to make their products. Beer beer companies are saying we don't have enough. We can't we can't put enough beer out because we don't have any glass. These bottles right here are magnificent. They're beautiful bottles. I I, I turned one into I turned one into a lamp. My housekeeper made lamps out of uh, empty whiskey bottles, and I said, "Make one out of this one because it's so, so heavy and and sturdy. It's 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 got some girth to it." I think so we've only we've dropped we have dropped a number of those bottles during the bottling process, and I think only one's ever broken. Right? Wow. <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a heavy glass. Yeah, it's, they it's, are. It's beautiful. So you didn't run into a glass shortage when you were uh, bottling up the whiskey. We came into a situation about eight months ago. We couldn't get stocks in, but since then, uh, we, we had about a three, four week period. We were struggling a little bit, but we were able to get the stock in and uh, pick up, pick it back up where we were at. All right. Well, this is the, like I said, this is the Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 90 proof and uh, under 40 bucks when it debuts here in Ohio tomorrow. So very good. If the bourbon is your thing, you can't go wrong with this one. Ten out of ten. Now, just real quick, um, I, I know we probably don't have the exact numbers, but like, this is a barrel select. So, how many can we expect in Ohio? Is it going to be? I mean, obviously, it's going to be super rare run. Um, On the the barrel select itself, we typically say it's going to be between thirty and thirty five cases. at six bottle cases per per barrel. And now those barrels on the barrel select, those are at cast strength. So it, it's what the barrel's given us. And it can be anywhere from 99 up to 112 proof on there. Is that so, question, uh, well, yeah. So go get it. Don't wait around. It's not gonna it's not yeah. gonna last long once it hits the shelves. Yeah, big time. All right. And, we're you know, tonight. real quick, I'm I'm just kind of curious because I've never done one of these tastings. How who else was on the call with you? Uh, you know, was other other Ohio whiskey. And, uh, we, had, uh, we had uh, uh, a couple people from Ohio Liquor Control. Uh, the whole their their whole staff that have accompanied another Canepa. James Canepa was. I don't know if Canepa was at that one or not. I can't remember. Um, but uh, a lot of his staff was there um, doing it, and also uh, some uh, restaurateurs and uh, whiskey aficionados <laughs> that are in the know here in Columbus, Ohio, that have. Uh, 
fine establishments with uh, wide arrays uh, of whiskeys and, and other stuff. Um, so, that, yeah. so you might be able to find this out at a whiskey bar somewhere in town even. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure you'll be able to do that. Cool. Yeah, that's doubt, cool. Without a doubt. Uh, and it was interesting to watch some of those some of those heads collide in their thought processes about the, you know, in respect to the palate and the finish. Uh, right. Some of the selections that we were trying, some would say, you know, I think this one needs a couple more years, I, you know, as opposed yeah. to someone who would say, I think this one is outstanding. And some would go, mm, no, I don't think so. So it's, 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 it's interesting. And, then, and you're like, a, have a, has a, have a lampshade on your head, listen to Sinatra in the background be like, this yeah. one. <laughs> Did you pick the, the winning uh, uh, barrel, Dino, or no? Um, I, I, I think, I, I think when we, uh, made our decisions if i recall correctly i always because you're right johnny i always take a little pride in that and that uh i think the ones that we picked were were on my my check like this one you know so i like cool. i might have picked two so it's like it, either one either way we went like it's either this one or this one and it, but at least it was one of them that was yeah. selected so um and hansbury you were you were smack on it there my friend this one they, they had right here on the on the on the bourbon in respects to uh what it has going on molasses vanilla brown sugar i, I was tasting a little something cinnamon and nutmeg so your nose okay. your nose is good hansberry yeah, man you're good yeah, thank you guys mic drop <laughs> see you guys i'm done for the night um, my favorite <laughs> is the last one we're gonna try um Wish right. more people, and, and it's starting to happen. It's, it's, it's been happening over the last few years. I have a lot of friends who are diehard bourbon drinkers and don't want anything to do with rye whiskey, which I think is, one, stupid, and two, a damn shame, because uh, rye whiskey is a beautiful thing. This is the yeah. straight rye whiskey, small batch. And this one, this was the one that's got, this is, this is 100 proof. Yeah. And worth every... Every bit of it. It's, uh, can we can we show our viewers our label? Here's our label. Yeah, that's that's our label. Our, our. Oh, look, he at least put put it in the uh, Dino's Drippings bottle for me. Oh, nice. oh yeah. Yeah, I could have just as easily. I could have just as easily left them dry, high and dry, with nothing, and kept it all right here. Like he did over the pandemic, he would he would be having these like fancy uh like you know three hundred dollar bottles, and yeah, and we'd be like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm drinking very old bars to these unappreciative <laughs> appreciation just comes through, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, right. The love you can feel the love. Yeah. We're just busting your balls, man. We're just busting your yeah, balls. Yeah, it's fine. I wish <laughs> you know I I, I wish I would have given you more. But uh, those are the only bottles I had empty. Let's talk okay. about the straight rye whiskey. My favorite out of the three. Yep, that that's probably about an eight-year-old uh, rye. Uh, now, now, our rye content is a little bit lower than most. It, ours is a 55, 30, 15 blend on that. So it, it's, it's going to be a little bit milder, but I think it still hits the, the spiciness that you really like to see in a rye. Uh, but but it, it, it's a very drinkable, smooth rye whiskey. That is the one thing all three of these whiskeys have in common mm. as far as uh, drinkability goes. Uh, you're not going to wince. These are all very smooth and relaxing oh, beverages that you're going to sit back and just and literally sip and enjoy. I mean, that is one of the, the traits that all three of them share is the smoothness for sure. It's very fruity. This is too. There's a lot of flavor here. Yeah, it's very nice. The black licorice right away. Yeah. Yeah, this one this one definitely resounds with a whole bunch of stuff in the nose. I, I, I remember that. It's, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> yeah. This is really this good. Is, wow. This is wonderful. Yeah. I, I can't break it down. I can't break it down like you guys, but I know what I like, and I like this stuff. It's good. It's very good. You get just play it off like you know what you're talking about, and people buy into it. <laughs> we'll start rattling a bunch yeah. of flavors. Is that butterscotch sage? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. No, that's vanilla. There's vanilla in this. There, I, yes. I pick up on the vanilla on this one for sure, as I did before. Uh, 
Yeah, Uh-oh. this is this is by by far my favorite. Uh, <laughs> what Chris say? If Dino sings Celine, I'm gonna hurl. What? Right? Oh, because I'm back on Sunday '95. Oh, okay, I get uh, it. No, I'm not gonna sing Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. All right. I'm sorry. A little slow on the uptake. Getting back up at four o'clock in the morning has left me a little groggy in the early evenings of our podcast. But uh, hey, hey, Mark, Mark, do you drink coffee? Oh yeah. What what time of the day is your last cup of coffee? Most of the time it's around ten o'clock, ten eleven o'clock in the morning. Now, if wow. you drink a cup of coffee about 4 or 5 or 6 p.m., don't you think you'd stay up all night? I wouldn't, no. No. It, it, you, just, it, I'd drink it, and I'd just go right on to sleep right at 5 Thank 5 you, Mark. <laughs> all right. Do you know what I have been having this Thank discussion? You, he's like, I can't go to sleep. I'm staying up all night. And he says, talking, he's drinking a cup of coffee at 4 or 5, 6 p.m. I go, that's why. you got to stop drinking coffee, and you go to bed. What he's referring to, Mark, is I recently went back. To, I was at my radio station for 24 years. I took a three-year hiatus, and I, I just returned a couple weeks ago. And I've been having trouble going. To, I'm not having a trouble getting up, but I'm having trouble going to bed because he's drinking night. coffee at 6 p.m. Well, you know what I got to do? I got to start drinking more of this right around 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, that's there what I go. need to do. So this ride, uh, when you. Is it fair to ask a master distiller what he prefers when it comes to his whiskeys? Yeah, no, it's a valid point. I'll tell you flat out. It's whatever I feel like drinking that night. I mean, it's it's cool outside here today. I mean, it's unusual for August. I mean, I would love to be sitting out out back on the deck with a nice cigar, having a a rye whiskey with In front of a campfire. Yeah. Nice. No, that's, that's what's nice about it. It's you can drink whatever you feel like that evening, and I'll drink all three of them. This you know is really good. They're nice. So when it comes to good. when it comes to whiskey, did you ever lean towards a favorite? I mean, when you started drinking as a young man, what what, what was your what was your go to when you were when you were growing up as a lad? Well, yeah, well, just as most lads, you overindulge, and then you don't get back into it for twenty years because it turns your stomach. <laughs> <when> you stomach. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, it was always the cheap whiskey that you can get a hold of when you were young. I, I've always gravitated more toward beer when I was young, and I still I still enjoy a good beer. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's no favorites among it, but uh, usually the one that, that turned your stomach over is the one you stayed away from the longest. Do you remember what that first one was that turned your stomach? Oh, hell yeah, Jack Daniels. Well, well really? It was Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Too much? Or just that was too much, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, that's uh, I I drink. We all know I I drink Jack, and it's returned my stomach. Black Velvet did it for me. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a number of years before I went back and had a Jack again. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, white rum, white rum for me, John. What was it for you? Uh, I've told a story before. It was that that. Uh, mix of scotch that my mom had and i drank it and went to baskin robbins and had you a, rode your bike to the your yes <laughs> i didn't touch alcohol for like you know at least 10 years after that so yeah or ice cream yeah, <laughs> ice cream. yeah. we all we all remember our first <laughs> That's right. yeah. Yeah. we all remember the first one uh, so the and the rye, what's the rye going for when it starts? When it That's gonna be around forty six to forty nine, right in that range here. Yeah, well, mm. I'd pay it. Yeah. Now, so. This might be a dumb question, but why is rye always a little more expensive? It's just more ingredients. It takes longer. Is that not it the is, case? It is. No, more it is. It isn't always more expensive. There are okay. very reasonable ryes out there. Go ahead, Mark. No, no, yeah. but like, and maybe again, maybe it's just my. But like, if, if for example, Town Branch or whatever, if you know, uh, uh, the, uh when you have a flight of uh, bourbons and and ryes, uh, um, the ryes always seem to be more expensive. And again, maybe it's just the couple well, handful there, that there's, I've there's at. two things that fall into it. One is the the cost of ingredients more if you have a high rye content on it, but more so is the proof is is considerably all. It's almost standard to have at least a hundred proof, and if you go from an eighty to a hundred or a ninety to a hundred, you're you're 
you're using up uh, anywhere from 11 to 17% more liquid. So you Got have it. to recover that cost there. Fair enough. No, yeah, that's that's good to know. I think about I, I bought the I'm a big Bob Dylan fan and I was going back and forth between because Dylan's got that whiskey out and uh, the rise like like 20 more bucks. I'm like, eh, I don't think so. Hmm. Well, before we leave and uh, wrap things up tonight, um, we're going to have a super secret triple X. Nobody knows about it and it's not available yet in Ohio. And I want to know uh, the history behind this little sample that they tucked in there. Let me see if I can get the, can you see the writing there? True cask. True cask. What am I holding in my hands here, Mark Kaufman? And uh, what you have, what you have is a, a blend of, a new make whiskey that we started making a little over four and a half years ago. It's it's, yeah. it's more of a traditional uh, bourbon recipe there, and it's blending in with our older whiskey that we've had on the market for a number of years. And it's got the the lower corn content, and the higher malt, and the higher rye content on it. So this that's has got a, high, this is the higher rye content to it. Well, the, the true cask is going to be a blend of both, almost equal parts. So we, we, it's kind of kind of a trans transformative uh, bourbon there. And what and was that, the motivation? That was done at, at cask strength too. So it's yeah. whatever the casks are, 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 it's a blend of those casks and whatever that that proof's coming off at. I'm not exactly sure what that finished up at. And what was the motivation in uh, in Desire to to put to put this together. What were, what were you guys thinking? Because I to the show another line that's coming off uh, something that something that we've got coming down the line, uh, and give you another uh, slot on the shelf too. Uh, just trying to, to expand that line a little bit more. My mom. What's it like, Dean? Hey, well, I don't have Hansberry's nose, but it smells. It smells. It tastes like a campfire. I well, you know what? You're like not I, too, that, that's so funny you said that because there's a little bit of there's a little bit of smoke in this one in, in my nose. There's, there's a, this one is not as uh, fruity and aromatic as some of the others. This one is just. Yeah, I think that one picks up a little bit more of the char and the smoke with the char. A right, lot more right, right, right. flavors so, are coming through. Even from afar, Hansberry, remotely on camera, your nose is picking up smoke. It's amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> and. uh Oh, wow. Okay. Do you ever get a whiskey? And it happens on a regular basis when it's a good whiskey. That uh, immediately starts to, to coat uh, the, mm -hmm. the roof of your mouth and just kind of lingers there for a second. The viscosity? The viscosity that sticks to your roof of your mouth? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking up on some... I got some caramel notes in there that I feel on the on the roof of my mouth, kind of not butterscotchy, but but kind of caramely like. And and my favorite kind of finish that goes right down here, kind of does a little flip flop and just kind of settles in. And as I speak, it's still it's still resonating. Uh, how soon before something like this gets out into the public, Mark? I believe that should be due next month. Really? Yeah. Now there's no in Ohio. Well, no, there's no plans for it to come to Ohio yet. That has to go through a bunch of shoots Red and ladders. Yeah. Jim, you watching right now? I'm not sure what the date is on it. Yeah. Now, how much would something like this go for, you think? Because uh, this is, this I think, is pretty I think you're talking about right in the range of 40, 45, right in that range. I was wow. gonna say I was just gonna say 70, just throw it out there, but that's great. <laughs> it's uh it's 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 still it's still uh floating around inside there. 
Um, as far as the flavor notes, Mark, well, what else can you tell us about this one other than what I said and, and, and was picking up? Because everybody picks up on something a little different. Yeah, the, the, the spice on it is going to be a little bit more milder on that. Uh, you get some of that cloying feeling inside your mouth. It, it'll sit there and linger and cool off as you're breathing and exhaling through there. Uh, you'll pick up the caramel notes. Not much on the vanilla side yet, but I think that will change over time. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I when I was tasting it uh, last week, it's it's gonna it was it was picking up some wood some oak notes onto it too. Hmm. So it wasn't too far off when I said kind of smoky and woody, and then a little caramel up yeah. on top of the roof of the mouth. It just kind of hung there for a second, like a like a like a caramel chew that just got stuck up there, and you can't quite get it off, <laughs> but you can still taste it. Um, this is excellent. This is. I, I hope that uh, Ohio. You know, let me put the glass down and actually bring up the little bit. And I'll save some of this, boys, for you. I'll save some of the true cask. Yeah, for both Hansberry and Whitney. Thanks. Because as, Jen, as Jen says, uh, Dino, you didn't share. Because yeah, we only no, we we had, had a small bottle. They didn't <laughs> share this one. I didn't want. You know, I, I could have. I probably could have pieced this out a little bit equally, but. All right, I'll That's say it. It. We'll polish it off at your house next time we're there. I keep bastard. thinking of True Blood. Too. You're a selfish bastard. Yeah, exactly. I'm a selfish bastard. I'm a selfish bastard. <laughs> and plus, you guys will be here next week, and I'll let you have it then. Oh, yeah, speaking about next week. <laughs> what are, we gonna, are we going to tease our next show? Is that what's happening? I don't know. No, no, we're not going to tease our next show while we're still on the show with this guy. I know. Be- no, of course not. So, Mr. Kaufman, what, uh, in addition to the true cast, what else can we look forward to from uh, from Town Branch in the, in the in the months to come? Anything exciting that you want to tease us with that we can look forward to? We've got a sherry finished bourbon should be coming out in the, within a few weeks. Um, then then there's some other specialty items that we're we're in the process of working on, but we're not ready to discuss just yet. Uh, but we've always got something, something brewing, uh, something, 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 someone's got an idea. We're going to give it a try and, and see how we can work things out and get some flavors out. Uh, one thing I, I do, I, I can share with you is next year we'll have some uh, weeded bourbon available, probably latter part of next year. So oh, we've got God. that coming on. It'll be about five year at that time. So we're looking forward to getting that out. I would love to see you guys take a shot at the weeded bourbon. I think that would be amazing. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and do you find it to be? Well, my last question: Do you do you find do you feel the heat and the competition, uh, especially being down there on the Bourbon Trail, to kind of try and stay one step ahead of one another? As like, okay, you guys are doing this, well, we're doing this. Are right, you doing that? Well, we're going to do this. I don't, but but the guys like Rob and the sales guys and the marketing people, they sure to hell better have the heat on them because uh, <laughs> they're the ones that are getting beat up. But uh, no, it, it, it's good competition. I mean, w- which, when you make a good product, it makes it a whole lot easier to sell it. And uh, it's easy to get behind that product. Uh, and as long as you got that good quality coming out, it, it, and it, put, it just pushes the name right through there. Just keeping consistency, number one. You don't want to be from that. Are you good? Do you have a good working relationship with all the distillers around? You know, there's only a handful here in Columbus, but they're all, they all work together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, well, we're all part of, uh, uh, you know, Kentucky Distillers Association. So it's not uncommon for us to to communicate on something almost on a monthly basis. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we haven't been getting together, but that's usually a, a fun time when we all get together and tell some stories. Uh, but, nice. you know, we got the bourbon affair coming up and a bourbon festival coming up in September and everybody's looking forward to, to getting together again and, and uh, sharing what they've got and what their experiences are. When's that taking place? Go ahead, Johnny. Dino, help me with, help me with this, but we had somebody on, Oh God, the blonde lady from, from Louisville uh, shoot. Uh, but she was talking about how people cooperate down there and if there was something wrong with a shipment of, of, of grains that they would borrow from other people. Yeah. Has that ever, does it happen with you Urban as well? Oh yeah. Almost, almost a monthly I'll get a call. Uh, not so much for grain, but someone needing some yeast or some enzymes. Yeah. If they can borrow some of ours and they'll swap it out. 
Uh, but yeah, it's pretty common. Uh, everyone, you know, tide raises all boats, and and everyone's in this together. And uh, you know, everyone works works hard to, for for their they're fighting the the match, but but they all want everybody to succeed. And if everyone's succeeding, I think everyone's going to be great on it. Yes, yeah, nice you know, to know that it's not cutthroat like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. We, we well, let the salespeople and marketing people beat it out. First time I had Tom Branch, I, I, I knew it was a winner. And when I was uh, so fortunate to have the state of Ohio ask me to be part of a barrel selection, I said, hell yes, because uh, I was a fan before the, the barrel selection. So thank you, Mark Kaufman, for joining us this evening. I want to check some of the comments real quick here. Uh, we have a lot of howdy boys from, uh, oh, Polly and Deb down in Cincinnati. They're chiming in. Um, uh Anne Marie Mickey says it is excellent. I was I imagine she's speaking of the the, the product itself. Uh, and my buddy Robbie Sanfilippo from Florida is chiming in with a what's up, Dino. I'll tell you what's up, Robbie. Mark Kaufman, Master Distiller. Introducing <laughs> yeah. three new bottles to the state of Ohio. That's what's up. That's Absolutely. all reasonably priced, and all are going to go very very quickly. So, folks, when they hit your favorite. Uh, Liquor agency here in Ohio, we like to refer to them. We don't call them liquor stores anymore. We call them liquor agencies. When I hit your favorite agency, by all means, uh, see the uh, sommelier <laughs> and see if they got, if they were allocated any of the town branch. Mark Kaufman, thank you so much for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Uh, continued success with everything you do. And, uh, how, how fortunate for for Town Branch to, to have had you at the at the helm from the beginning uh, to where we are right now with just an, an amazing product. And uh, thank you so much for bringing these three special models to Ohio. Thank you, sir. Much Thanks, guys. Good, good, good meeting up with you. I'm glad we had the tasting, and hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, no I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to Jen Bright as well for coordinating all this. I know she's tuning in this evening. And yep. uh, I, I thank her so much for, for putting all the all the hoops and shoots together so we could actually share this time. Uh, I look forward to coming down to Lexington and actually getting a tour of the place, uh, going through all the facilities and, and seeing everything. We That's what I was going to ask, Mark. How, how do we how do we find that? What, what's the website? If we want to come down and, and, and hit you up, let's let's do it. How you, do we do you that? can go to KentuckyAle.com or Town Branch, uh, any of those websites there. Or you can even go to the KDA or Bourbon <laughs> Trail. It's gonna it's gonna be listed at all those sites. Yeah. And you're doing full, full too. Yeah. Urban Trail Extravaganza. So, uh, you know, and then we we talked about it, and then COVID hit, and then we forgot about it. And I think I think we need to hit the road, fellas. What do you say? Yeah. I I absolutely. Let's do a remote. Let's just go. There. My next wife might let me do it. <laughs> oh, your next wife. <laughs> Chief ex-wife. Nice. <laughs> All right. I kid. I kid. All right. Before we close, um, Hansbury, a little bit of business before we say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. If you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, thank you. This is a lot of fun because we enjoy your comments wherever they come up. Uh, it's part of the show. And uh, also, if you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live now and the show's over, Make sure you follow us so that you know you get notifications when uh, when we do these live things. It's a lot of fun. Plus, you should subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Um, there's a million of them out there that you could find us on. Just search for Whiskey Business. And we just ask you to rate, review, and share us. Because when you share Whiskey Business, that's the best way that we uh, kind of expand. And, you know, why not? Why not, right? right. Do, you need, yeah. do, you, do you need any more explanation than that? Just why not? <laughs> uh thanks to evergreen uh podcast there there are uh, we're, we're part of their network now which we're really excited to be joining um, evergreenpodcasts.com you can find us you can find our new headshots uh we are looking pretty lovely i'm not i'm not uh, you know they're they're great headshots but i hate getting my picture taken hansbury loves it loves well, the camera. Hey, it gives me the camera. Wear my ruffled tuxedo. I wore my ruffled tuxedo. <laughs> uh, what else are we got here? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, whiskeybusinesspod.com, where you can find all of our archive episodes, including uh, this one where I did with uh, Whiskey Business Chicago, uh -huh. the bar up in Chicago. And the most recent one is with uh, Chuck Lombardo, uh, the biggest Indian fan of all time. We talk about the Guardians thing. 
And then uh, also Jason Bank. There's a two-parter out there with comedian Jason's yeah, Jason yeah. Bank. That's that's hilarious. What's that? that? TikTok famous. He's TikTok, TikTok famous. famous. Yeah. Um, TikTok. But I think that's it. I think uh, we we nailed it all. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I did not smoke during this podcast tonight. I did notice that. You did notice that. Well, I, I, Are I you? Made a... No, I'm not quitting. I'm trying oh. to. Uh, when when Mark mentioned, I would love to be on the back with a cigar and a rye. Uh, and why? Because uh, a cigar is a nice finish after you've done uh, have a, had a full day. So I'm trying. I'm going to try to get through a, an entire podcast without a cigarette. But as we get to the close of a podcast, when I feel the podcast went very well and I'm satisfied, <laughs> uh, right? There you go. That tobacco satisfaction. There we go. So, uh, on, behalf smoke, of, on behalf of John Whitney, the amazing videographer of Whiskey, show yourself, Johnny. Show yourself. Oh, Where there you go. Yes, you. There he is. The audio engineering of Greg Hansberry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, blow the kisses. And our very special guest tonight from yes. Kentucky, Mark Kaufman, master distiller for Town Thanks, Branch. Mark. Thank you so much. Next week, kids, we are going to be live. Again, and on location back here in Columbus, Ohio, at Watershed Distillery, making a whiskey business barrel selection for Watershed. So we hope that you can tune in August the 11th for that extravaganza uh, on location at Watershed Distillery. Until then, my friends, and until the next bottle. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.